Shalom to all. Today's office is Erevind of Samach Beis. We're starting Samach Alpha and Beis on the bottom with the brand new parak. The sixth parak is sponsored by HCFNL Accounting Firm of Baltimore, Maryland. They should be blessed with incredible atzlacha in everything they do. Now, we've already learned about Erevei Chatzeros and Shitufim Uvais, but a quick review is always worthwhile. So even though Chatzor is Rosh Hashayachid and Midai Raisa, it should be permitted to carry there since many residents share the same area, the Chacham were afraid that it might be confused with Rosh Hashayachim and therefore required an adjustment to be made all of the residents of the Chatzar have to place bread in one person's house. This symbolizes that they all, quote-unquote, live there, and now the Chatzar becomes the property of this group as a collective whole. Every single person needs to join in. If even one person doesn't join, then no one's allowed to use the Chatzar because now it belongs to a number of individual entities, not one group. Now, there are two ways to actually exclude someone from the Chatzar. Number one is called Bittel Rishos. If someone forgot to join in the Eruv and it's already Shabbos, he can be Mavatal his Rishos, nullify or give up his right to use it. He's now considered a non-resident and everyone else is allowed to carry here. Number two is called Schiros. A Gentile that lives in the Chatzar limits the usage of it to some extent. He does not have the ability to be Mavatal his Rishos, so we must rent his right of usage from him. And the Mishnah says, Hadari Ma'akim B'Chatzar, that lives with a Gentile in the same Chatzar, or with someone that doesn't agree to the whole concept and institution of Erev. Rashi says he's talking about a Kusi. There's Machlekas whether or not the Kusim were actually real Gerim or not, but everyone agrees that they don't agree to Dirabanans, therefore they don't agree to the whole institution of Erev, so these people cannot join in in Erev Chatzeres. Hareza Isra Olav, Tanakama says, this person is going to ask for everyone else from carrying in the Chatzar unless they rent the right of usage from him. Rebel Yazar ben Yaakov, he says, this person is not going to ask for everyone else from carrying unless we have two Yidin living in this Chatzar along with this Gentile. Since these two Yidin, if they don't join in an Erev together, they're going to ask for each other from carrying, so then this Gentile is also going to ask for them from carrying unless they rent his space from him. And the mission continues, Amram Gamliel, there was a story with a certain Tzaduki. Tzadukim are 100% full-fledged Jews. However, they do not agree to Dirabanans. Shahayadar Iman of Mavu Yerushalayim, he lived with us in the same Mavu in Yerushalayim, and he was Mavatal his Rishos to us, so that we can make an Erev Echatzeris. He didn't agree to Erev Echatzeris, but he was nice enough to be Mavatal his Rishos. Varmelanu Abba, and our father told us, Maharu, Hari, Vahitsiwas Akeim Mavui, bring out all the Kalim to the Mavui, Achala Yaitzi, before he brings his Kalim out into the Mavui, Vyasar Alech. And then he's going to ask for you from using the Mavi on Shabbos. We're going to explain this in a second. Rabbi Huda, I'm Rabbi Huda argues, and he says, Blush and Acher, that really the father of Rabbi Gamliel said it in a different way. Maharu, Hari, Vasu, do whatever you need to do in the Mavoy, before he brings his stuff out and asks you from using it on Shabbos. Now, this whole story over here is talking about retracting the Betel. Even though the Tzaduki was Mevatal his Rishos, he could always retract that. And then if he retracts his Betel, no one's allowed to use the Chatzar on Shabbos. So the first version of the statement shows that the Tzaduki can only retract his Betel if he actively uses the Chatzar before everyone else. That's how Rabbi Gamaliel's father advised them to use the Chatzar first. Whereas the second version of the statement from Rabbi Yehuda shows that he can always retract his Betel. And that's why Rabbi Gamaliel father just suggested that they accomplish everything they need to do before Shabbos because the Tzaduki will probably retract his bittel anyways by using the Mavoy. Therefore, they might as well just do whatever they need before Shabbos because they're not going to be allowed to use it on Shabbos. And the Gemara Samach Beis Amad Alpha on top says, Yosef Abaya Bar Oven, Rav Chinnah Bar Oven, they were sitting together, Yosef Abaya Gabayu, he was sitting with them, Yosef Vikamri, and they were sitting and saying, Bishlam Rav Meir Kasavar, I understand Rav Meir, who's the Tanakhama Rav Mishnah, he holds, that a dwelling place of a non Jew is considered a halachic dwelling place. It doesn't make a difference if there's one Jew or two Jews living with this Gentile in a Chatzar, you always have to rent his right of usage from him. El Rabbi Lezer Ben Yaakov, Michael Savar, what does Rabbi Lezer Ben Yaakov in our Mishnah hold? If he holds that it's considered 
considered a halachic dwelling place, then even if there's only one Jew with one Gentile, it should be usher for the Jew to use this chatzor unless he rents the right of usage from the Gentile. And if it's not considered a halachic dwelling place, even if there's two Jews living with the Gentile, they shouldn't have to rent his right of usage from him. So Amalhu Abai, Abai told them, You really think that Rav Meir himself holds that the dwelling place of an Akam is considered an official halachic residence? Vatanya, we have a brayso. It's like a stable of an animal, and it's not considered like a halachic dwelling place. So we technically have to answer for both Rabbi Lezer Yaakov and Rav Meir. Ella Abaye says, The dwelling place of a Gentile is not considered an official halachic residence. Bahachin, over here, what are we discussing? The whole argument is when we enacted this gezerah, then maybe a Jew is going to learn from the Gentile's actions. Now, the Chachamim didn't want the Jew to learn from his Gentile neighbor. Therefore, they instituted that this Yid has to go through the trouble of renting the rights of the usage from the Gentile every single Shabbos in hope that the Yid just eventually moves away from this Gentile neighbor of his. And so what's the since a Gentile is suspect of wanting to kill the Jew, tray two Jews, the Shrichi, the diary, that it's common that they will live together in the same Chatzar as a non-Jew, Gazer Buhu. So then they made this Gezera, because when there's two Jews living in the same Chatzar as a Gentile, he's less likely to want to kill them. Therefore, the Chamim said, in that case, since it's very likely that we're going to have two Jews living with a Gentile, we have to make this Gezera so that the Jews just move away from the Gentile neighbor. But Chad, one Jew living with a Gentile, the that's not very common because he's afraid that the Gentile is going to kill him like Azri Barabanan so they never made a in that case because the Milsha Delay Shechicha like Azri Barabanan Rav Meir so Rav Meir holds Zimnin Demikri Vidayer it is possible that we'll have one Jew living with a Gentile therefore we had to make the Gzera even when there's only one Jew and one Gentile living in the same Chatzar and now how is this Takana going to actually be effective so here the Gemara speaks it out V'amar Rabbanan the Chacham said Ein Erev Ma'el Makam Akam an Erev does not help if there's a Gentile living there Vein Bittol Roshos Ma'el Makam Akam and the Gentile himself can't be Mavatos Rosh we have to rent his right of usage from him. And the Gentile is not going to rent his rishos to the Jew. Therefore, it's going to be a mission. It's going to be a hassle. Every single week, the Jew's going to have to try to rent his rishos from him. And then he's just going to eventually move out of the Chatzar. But now the Gemara asks, my time, oh, why would he not rent his right of usage to the Jew? Elim, if you're going to say, because this Gentile thinks that the Jew is going to somehow end up making a Chazaka and somehow taking over his right of usage permanently in this Chatzar, that only fits according to the Manda Amar Schirus Bria Be'inon, that we need a very strong type of rental agreement. El Manda Amar Schirus Ru'ua Be'inon, but according to the Manda Amar, we need a very weak type of rental agreement. Michael Mamar, what could we say? Why would the Gentile not want to rent? His right of usage to the Jew. The Itmar, because we have a member, Rav Chizda Amr, he says, Schirus Bria, we need a strong type of rental agreement. Rav Shesha Samr, Schirus Ru'a, we only need a weak type of rental agreement. And now the Gemara says, My Ru'a, my Bria, what's strong and what's weak? Elim, if you're going to suggest Bria, Bapruta, when it's strong, that means he's renting it from him for a full Shavapruta. Ru'a, but if it's weak, Bapachis Meshavapruta, that's less than a Shavapruta. Does anyone hold that you're not allowed to make a legal rental agreement with a Gentile for less than a Shavapruta? Everyone would agree that you're allowed to do that because he said the following you should know we're allowed to rent from a Gentile even with something that's less than a Shavapruta a Gentile he's going to be killed if he steals less than a Shavapruta he can't just return it we know that there's Shav and Mrs. that all Gentiles have to keep to one of them is that you're not allowed to steal and if he steals even less than a Shavapruta 
Shavruta, he's not just able to return it, he's actually Chayav Misa for that. So we see that everyone holds that less than a Shavruta is considered something valuable for a Gentile, so that would be considered a strong rental agreement, not weak. So what's the difference between strong and weak? So the Gemara says, When it's a strong rental agreement, that means that the person is allowed to place benches and chairs in the entire area that the Gentiles are allowed to use. But if it's a weak rental agreement, he's not allowed to place his benches and chairs over there. The Gemara says, okay, fine. We understand that the Gentile is not going to rent his right of usage to the Jew if we need a schirus berea because he's afraid that the Jew is going to fill up his entire area with benches and chairs. Let's say he's never going to remove them. He'll just leave him there and then the Gentile is just going to end up losing his rights completely to this chatzar. So that's why he's not going to rent his right of usage. But according to the man the Amr, they just need a very weak rental agreement. Michael Amemar, why would the Gentile not rent his right of usage out? So the Gemara answers, even in that case, he's afraid that there's going to be some sort of witchcraft placed upon him, and he's not going to rent it to the Jew, and that's why the Tachanus works, so that the Jew just ends up moving out of this chatzar, away from his Gentile neighbor. And now the Gemara says, Gufa, we had mentioned, the chatzar of a non-Jew, that does not have any Jews living in this chatzar, is just like an animal stable, a Jew who happens to walk into this chatzar, he's allowed to take items out from the house and bring it into the chatzar and vice versa. There's no issue of carrying there. But if there's even one Jew living in the same chatzar, Iser, then that Gentile asers that Jew from carrying in the chatzar, unless, of course, he does this chiris agreement. That's Rameir's opinion. He says, There has to be a minimum of two Jews living in this chatzar, and only then they have to make this chiris agreement with the non-Jew. And now the Gemara Samach Bez on the top says, We had said, it's considered like an animal stable, and it doesn't have any legal status of a legal halachic dwelling place. Asked the Gemara, We had said in our Mishnah, Some that lives with a Gentile in Chatzar, so that Asers him unless he rents it from him. How could we say that it's considered like an animal stable? It's not considered like an animal stable, it's considered like a halachic dwelling place. So the Gemara says, like, Hash, it's not a problem. The mission that says that the Gentile is going to Aser on the Jew unless they make this Chiras, that's when the Gentile is there for Shabbos. But the Brisa that said that it's not an issue, that's when the Gentile is not there for Shabbos. And this is according to the painter of Meir, that even when there's one Jew and one Gentile living in the same Chatzar, we have all these halachas applicable. So the Gemara says, Umayka So what does our Meir hold? if he holds that when the owner of the residence is not there for Shabbos so it's still considered like an official residence so even when the Gentile is not there for Shabbos it should still be usher without making a schirus agreement with him and if he holds that when the owner is not there for Shabbos it's not considered like an official dwelling place so even when a Jew is out of his chatzar for Shabbos it's just a regular Jewish chatzar with a number of Jews there and one of them happened to have one away for Shabbos so that Jew who went away for Shabbos if he forgot to make an air of chatzeris with everyone that should not answer everyone else from carrying, and we know that it does. So the Gemara says, If the owner of the deer is not there for Shabbos, it's not considered like a halachic dwelling place. And regarding a Jew, the say when he's there, asar, so he answers everyone from carrying if he forgets to join in the air of So kilase, when he's not there, the Chacham made a because we're afraid people are just going to get mixed up when he's there and when he's not there. So therefore, anytime we have a Jewish chatzer, everyone always has to join in the air of 
whether or not they're actually there for Shabbos. But Akam, when it comes to a non-Jew, you say that when he's there, Gzeira, we have this Gzeira, Shem Yolim Masov, maybe the Yid is going to learn from his bad ways. So Ki'isei, Aser, only when he's there is it going to be Aser if we don't do this Chiris agreement. Kilase, but if he's not there, Loi Aser, so it's not Aser because we're not afraid that the Jew is going to learn from the Gentile. The Gentile is not there. Gemara says, Kilase, Loi Aser, when he's not there, it's not Aser, but tonight we have a Mishnah Beferish that says, Hamanichas Beisai, if a person left his house, Vahal Cholish Beis and he went to spend Shabbos in a totally different city, whether it's a non-Jew or a Jew that left. So we see, even if a Gentile left his Chatzar to spend Shabbos in a totally different city, Iser, that Gentile is going to answer everyone from carrying unless they made a Schirus agreement with him. That's Meir's opinion. So we see this applies even to a Gentile that left for Shabbos. So the Gemara answer is that's not a stira. That's when he went to a different city, but he still could come back on Shabbos, and then no one's going to be allowed to carry there if he came back on Shabbos. That's why even when he went away for Shabbos, since he's in very close proximity and could come back on Shabbos, they would still have to make a Schirus agreement with him. And the Gemara says, Amrav Rashi says that means we're going to even darshan publicly that this is how we paskin. Rav Huna, Amr Rav Huna says, The minugs like him. Meaning, if someone privately comes to ask us what the halach is, we're going to paskin like Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov. But publicly, we're not going to darshan like that. Rabbi Yechon Amr, he argues and he says, The custom is like Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov. Nahagu means, if a person decides to act like Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov, he could do so and we're not going to protest against him. But if he comes to ask us, what should we do? We're not going to even paskin like Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov and we're for sure not going to darshan publicly like him. And Amr Lehi Bailer of Yosef, Kaimelon, we know, Mishnah's Rebbe Le'ezer ben Yaakov, the teachings of Rebbe Le'ezer ben Yaakov, Kav, they're small or few in measure, meaning there are not so many teachings from Rebbe Le'ezer ben Yaakov, but Vinaki, they're clear and pure, meaning anytime we have a teaching from Rebbe Le'ezer ben Yaakov, the halachas like him. And Vamar Rav Yehuda Amr Shmuel, halacha Rebbe Le'ezer ben Yaakov, the halachas always like Rebbe Le'ezer ben Yaakov. So Mahula Eruye Makim Rabbi, is a person allowed to paskin in the place of his Rebbe, in the area or the city of a person's Rebbe, it is usher for him to paskin, but what about a halacha like Rebbe Le'ezer ben Yaakov? It's so simple. Everyone knows the halacha like him. Is that considered paskining in the place of your Rebbe? So Amr Leisa responded to him, Even whether or not you're allowed to eat an egg in kutach, which is a very simple halacha that everyone knows. I asked Rav Chizda, while Rav Huna, his Rebbe, was still alive, and he never paskined it for me. So we see, even if it's very simple halacha and everyone knows it, you're still not allowed to paskin in the place of your Rebbe. Amr Leisa, he asked a very similar question. What about a halacha found in Megillah's Tainus, which is a scroll that talks about different days it's usher to fast on and this was a scroll that everyone had the Gemara says the Ksiva it's written down Umancha and it's available for everyone Mahulay Ruye Ba'asri Durabe is a person allowed to paskin Allah from Gil's Tainus in the place of his Rebbe Amr he responded Hachim Rav Yosef this Rav Yosef said Afil Be'asab Kutcha Ba'iminei Mirav Chizda Kol Shani Rav Huna V'loi Ayri even the simple Halacha I asked Rav Chizda to paskin for me and he never paskin for me as long as Rav Huna was alive now the Gemara says Rav Chizda Rav Chizda did paskin for the city of Kifri when Rav Huna was still alive because Rav Huna was not the Rav of that area. Therefore, Rav Chizda was allowed to paskin for them and there's no issue. And something similar to this, Samach Yom Lomad Alpha on the top, Rav Hamnuna Ayri B'charta Da'argiz, Rav Hamnuna paskin for people of Charta Da'argiz, B'shani Rav Chizda, when Rav Chizda was alive, even though Rav Chizda was Rav Hamnuna's Rebbe. And now a discussion about this. Ravina Sarsakini Bavel, he inspected a knife in Bavel. We know that the Shaykhet is always supposed to show his 
his knife to the rav of town to make sure that it's smooth and it doesn't have any nicks. This is the way of showing covered to the rav. And Ravina checked a sheichet's knife in Bavel, even though Rav Ashi, who right now we're assuming was Ravina's rebbe, was really the rav of that area. And Amalei Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi told Ravina, "My time of and Marhachi, why did you do this? You shouldn't have checked it. It was really up to me to check." Amalei, so he responded, "For Rav Hamnuna, Ari Bechad the Argus Bishani Rav Chizda, Rav Hamnuna paskins for people of Chad the Argus when Rav Chizda his rebbe was still alive." So Amalei Rav Ashi told him, "Loi Ari Itmar, he didn't paskin for him. That's really what the memra was." Amalei, he said, "No." Itmar Ayri, the Itmar Loy Ayri. There was a memra that he did paskin while Rav was alive, and there was also a memra that he didn't paskin. And so when did he and when didn't he paskin? Bishani Rav Huna Rabbe, one of Huna his Rebbe was alive, who Ayri, that's when he didn't paskin. The Ayri Bishani Rav Chizda, but he did paskin when Rav Chizda was alive, the Talmud Chavar Dilei Hava, because he was a Talmud Chavar of his, which means that he was a Chavar, he was a colleague of his, he was holding on the same level of Torah learning. However, he was also like a Talmud, Rashi says, because he learned one or a number of halachas from him. So that's why he was allowed. Paskin, the Anonami, and I also, says Ravina, Talmud Chavar, the Marana, I'm like a Talmud Chavar of you, Rav Ashi, and that's why I was allowed a Paskin on this knife. And a little bit further about this knife case, Amarav Rav says, Tzurvim Rabbanon Chazalun Ashe, a Tzurvim Rabbanon, a young rabbinical scholar, he is allowed to check the knife himself, he does not have to show it to the Rav of town, that's if he's shechting the animal for himself. Ravina, Ekel Mechuzah, Ravina visited Mechuzah, Aisish Bezichne Sakina, his host brought him a knife, the Kamach and showed it to him. Amarle, he told his host, Zilam Tayel Rava, go bring it to Rava. He's the rav of this area. Amar he told him, You don't hold of what Rava himself said, that it's serving Rabban and could check the knife for himself. And since you're staying in my inn, I'm shechting this animal and you're going to end up eating from this animal. So it's like you're checking the knife for yourself. Amar Ravina responded to him, I'm going to be purchasing this food from you because when you're making it, you're not giving it to me for free. I have to purchase it from you. That's just like me going to a butcher shop. Therefore, I'm not allowed to check it for you. If you were giving me the food for free, so then I'm checking the knife for myself. Now that I have to buy it from you, that's just considered like me going to a butcher shop. Therefore, you would have to bring the knife to Rava, who is the Rav of this area. We're going to pause here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.